Hello everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag Milenkovic. Alright, happy Friday everyone. As always, new interviews coming out every Friday and new Solocast episode is coming out every Tuesday. So in case you are a first time listener or if you haven't yet, I would definitely urge you to subscribe not to miss any of the awesome content I'm releasing. Um, everything about marketing, affiliate marketing, uh, starting an online affiliate business and similar stuff. So before we dive into our today's episode, just a quick reminder. Uh, now, if you are someone who is listening to the show for some time, you know that I'm also doing a course on YouTube, free course uh, called Affiliate Footprint. So if you are someone who is new in affiliate marketing or someone who, who is still stuck, but not as new, you can definitely go and check that out. And also, if you haven't already, we are about to hit first 100 members in affiliate marketing elite. I'm super happy about that. I will probably do some giveaway. So I'm not sure if we will hit it because we are on 99 members at the time of me recording this. But I will do some giveaways in the group. So if you're someone who is listening to the podcast and not yet in the group, I would definitely, definitely advise you to head on over there even if you are like someone who is an experienced marketer uh, we can arrange to do some interview over there anyway without further ado my today's guest is martin gel now martin has been in online waters and more more importantly in marketing online waters for like 10 years not only that but he was working for a billion dollar marketing uh agency and he has learned a lot and he shared a lot of powerful tips so pay close attention and i hope you're gonna get a lot of value out of it enjoy listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag. Today I have an awesome guest who is actually a neighbor of my country. His name is Martin Gell. Hi Martin, welcome to the show. Hi, what's up? Yeah, nice to, uh, yeah, so nice for you to inviting me over here today and to speak on your podcast because uh, I remember you sent me an invite and I've been procrastinating for a while and then I was like, you know what, I really need to speak with that guy because he's doing awesome stuff and he has amazing podcasts and I want to share some amazing content to them on the podcast. Hey, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for coming. So as usual, my first question is to introduce yourself to the audience who haven't heard of you and tell us like why did you start working online why not that nine to five grind like what got you into the online entrepreneurship waters okay so uh first of all about me is i started with marketing back in 2010 so all i've been doing is marketing for all these years you know uh back in the days i used to work for uh let's say a billion dollar advertising agency called havas 
and over there, I was copywriter, head of digital, and we've been working with major clients like Fortune 500 companies, uh, big brands like IBM, Microsoft, uh, you know, all the big companies. But we also work with, let's say, small to medium-sized businesses. And while working over there, actually, I managed to learn more about the agency business and to learn about how it works, how to be able to serve clients, to get them results. And what I found was that, let's say, a, a lot of companies actually need this marketing help and having someone to help them bring them to the next level and to help them with that. And we've been doing different kinds of services. So Later on, uh, I decided to start my own agency uh, where I had that experience already working for an agency. And uh, when I started, well, the funny thing is that, for example, I had so much experience in marketing, but starting your own business, it's quite different from that because there's so many other things that you need to do. And let's say doing marketing in terms of for other companies let's say, who are already, for example, they have uh, they have established themselves a little bit. So you just need to help them do a little bit better. It's kind of easier than, for example, to start marketing yourself from scratch, for example, when you start your own business. And let's say marketing yourself as a marketing expert, I would say it's one of the hardest things in the world uh, because nowadays there are so many people who don't trust, let's say, entrepreneurs or marketers uh, because there are so, re- so many people who are simply not good at what they do and people have been disappointed in the past. So it takes really uh, a lot of work to figure out how to market yourself properly and how to be able to build that trust with people, that connection so they can trust you when it comes to being able to deliver results for them and being able to uh, sell them your service. Because the idea is if you cannot truly sell your service to work with someone, you cannot really help him out and make him money and help him grow his business. Because even if, for example, this is what I found, even if I give valuable free advice to people and sincerely tell them, okay, this is what you need to do, a lot of people, if they don't pay in advance, if they don't really pay for something, they're not going to do it. So even if you give, let's say, free advice to a lot of people, they're not going to implement it and make it happen because people don't value free advice as much, even if it's valuable. You know, the simple, the simple reason that it's free, people don't value it. Uh, and this is why I found where that sometimes if you want to get results for people, uh, charge them more because when you charge people more money for something, they're going to value it more and they're going to put more effort later on into uh, realizing it because they will want that return of investment more than, for example, if you just give them free advice or charge them very little money, uh, they're not going to take it so seriously. So this is what I found. And also in my journey, I switched from several niches. Uh, into the be- in the beginning, I was doing more content marketing and SEO for software companies. And that works great in the beginning and got me to a certain level. But at some point, because we're doing so much in terms of blogs and the markets are switching more into video content, the markets are switching more into paid traffic. 
and sales funnels. And I knew a lot about this stuff. And at some point I realized because the SEO was getting harder, the or, or the organic traffic was getting hard to make to make it work in terms of yeah, yeah SEO. And at some point I realized that I can actually generate better results for my clients if I do paid traffic in terms of Facebook ads and do sales funnels and that I can help them grow faster with that. Uh, so this is when I had a few existing clients and I pitched them, hey, uh, would you like me to do a sales funnel for you and to do, let's say, uh, Facebook ads for you? And uh, surprisingly, all of them agreed. Um, this is where I realized something about marketing that, for example, if you sell something to someone and he already trusts you in terms of that you're able to deliver, and later on you try to sell something to that person that's completely unrelated to the first thing, uh, just because he already has a trust in you because you deliver on the first thing, he will agree on the second thing as well. Even though, for example, because I was doing content marketing and SEO, and for example, I was selling them on sales funnels and Facebook ads, um, yes, they are both related with marketing, but they're also very different. And the funny thing is that all of my clients agreed on that and the sale happened. Let's say, imagine 100% conversion rate on this, uh, simply because you already build that trust. And then I think that's very important when it comes to marketing is that, first of all, if you're able to sell something to someone, later on, if you tr start a completely different business, uh, a lot of people who trusted you with the first thing can also buy your second thing, even if it's completely different. And I've seen this happen with other people as well. Like I've seen this happen with people that, for example, have been uh, dating coaches and later on they switch into teaching people how to make money online. And a lot of people who bought their first product or just following them, actually bought their second product as well, even though they have nothing related with, it, with, with each other. But that person already built that trust and credibility, uh, first of all, with his first product. So this is what I, so this is what I believe is important when people build an audience and build a client base, uh, to not be afraid to, uh, when you start something from scratch or start, start something new, to not be afraid to pitch those people the first thing that they saw. Uh, the other thing is that a lot of people who are switching from a job to starting their own business, uh, what they can actually do is pitch their old employees uh, to become their clients. I've seen all of those happen to all people who have agencies or having a consulting business that a lot of their past employers actually agreed to hire them as a consultant because they already work with them. They already pay them in the past. They already trust them. So it's like an easy sale that they can make. So because a lot of people think in terms of I'm quitting my job and I will never have to work with, uh, let's say, my boss or wherever, but actually you can work with them, but in a, in a different way. So. That's one of the things that people can do when switching niches or when people are switching uh, from a job to a full-time business uh, to take advantage of their existing network, which means that the companies they work for, uh, 
all the clients of the companies you work for. Um, of course, you also need to be ethical because let's say when I work in a big agency, uh, it's kind of unethical to steal their clients when I start my own agency. I know some people do that, but I would personally not do it because I don't think it's ethical to do it. Uh, so that's why instead of simply stealing their clients, I found my own uh, from other people that I connected in the industry. But the idea is that you need to know where the, the wine is. And um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is, you know, when people, because I know a lot of people interested into affiliate marketing and be able to maybe generate leads, being able to know how to, you know, make it happen in that business. And, you know, what I found what works really well when it comes to, because I've been doing a little bit of affiliate marketing, probably uh, the business I have the least experience, but I'm doing, I have done a little bit, like promoting some on the side, uh, let's say some products. And uh, these were, let's say, personally products I used. So I never really promoted something that I have never bought or I have never used uh, because, you know, this is the way I think. Um, so it's always been, let's say, a side thing on me. Uh, but I really, for example, I remember I promoted, uh, let's say, Evan Pagan. Uh, he's like a big in the coaching field, teaching people about, uh, starting, let's say, running a coaching business, how to build a, let's say, how to build the, let's say, a product and let's say an info product. And he had one program about, let's say, productivity. And because I already had a list about productivity and I, I was already happy with his, let's say, program, uh, I decided to promote it to my list. And I was actually surprised of how well it did uh, because he had uh, for his, let's say affiliate network, he had everything prepared in terms of uh, he was telling you uh, when to send an email, he was giving you the copy to send in an email, he had everything prepared. And all I had to do was basically send the emails and later down the line, I made, I made money out of it. And I was surprised how easy that was. And I believe it was easy for two main reasons. Uh, first of all, because he already had a funnel that was converting well. Uh, and first of all, he was a big, he's a big expert. He has a funnel that's converting really well. So to make him sales, it's super easy. All you need to do is have the right traffic. Uh, so that's why I think it's super important if people are into affiliate marketing to try to pick up the right people to promote uh, with funnels that are already converting, uh, with products that are already proven to sell. Because if you know that this to be true, all you need to do is bring the right traffic. And if you bring the right traffic, you're going to make money because the funnel is already converting, the offer is proven, and uh, the expert or the company is proven. So all you need is the right traffic and you're going to make money with it. So uh, th this is what I figured out. And because most of the time I've seen people into affiliate marketing, they promote some products that uh, nobody has ever heard of them. 
Uh, they have no idea about the product, if it's good or not, because they never tried it. Uh, and the, the funnel is not proven if it converts or not. And all these things are not clear and you're leaving too many things on a chance, right? Uh, because you don't know what's going to happen. And if you know in advance that, okay, proven expert, proven offer, proven funnel, okay, I have all these things. All I need is to bring the traffic to be able to generate the list and to list to bring into the affiliate offer. And then I would be able to you know, make it happen. I absolutely agree. Oh, you threw so much at me. All yeah. right. First thing I want to mention, I remember this when you were telling at the beginning, uh, the, well, actually the way I heard it, people who pay, pay attention. So that's mm -hmm. so true. I know when I give like some free advice to people around me here who I don't have the business with and they always underestimate it. They don't listen. And I'm like, I paid like thousands of dollars for that advice and like they take it for granted, which would be different had they like paid for it. And mm -hmm. I agree with that. And also one of the, the main things I heard you say is build the trust. It is super important. And especially mm -hmm. now in the world where, as you said, a lot of people are not ethical. A lot of people sell something they don't believe it. Uh, they don't believe in which doesn't work and people are skeptical over so could you tell to listeners like what are some of the main ways that you use in your marketing to gain trust of your audience and customers and people around you mm -hmm. okay so i think there are let's say two levels of trust that you need to build uh or we can call it belief uh right First of all, you need to make people believe in you and trust in you that you can fulfill your promises and that you can get them results. That's the one thing. Uh, but the second thing that's even more important than that is to, uh, let's say, make people believe in themselves and trust in themselves. Because let's say a lot of people might actually believe in you and they can be like, Okay, you know, I believe that you can do that. I believe that you can actually, let's say, you can get the results, but I don't really believe I can do it myself. I don't be believe I have what it takes to make it happen. So we need to work on the building the trust on both levels because if you only convince people that you're good enough to help people, but they don't believe in themselves, you're not really helping them believe that they can do it, uh, then you're shooting yourself in the foot because, because you're not, you will not be able to sell them as well. Uh, so that's why you need to build a trust on both levels. And we need to see how we can do that as well. Uh, the first thing that you know, we do to build trust is there are a few ways to do it. Uh, to build trust, uh, the most obvious way is, you know, if you can, Get them some little bit of results in advance. This is what I learned from Frank Kern. Basically, with the, the idea is with the free content that you give to people to give them the first steps that they need to get started. And the idea is if you teach them some stuff that they can implement straight away, and if they implement it straight away and they see some progress, 
they see some results in terms of progress, you know, getting from uh, maybe not from point A to point Z, but from point A to point B, and they see a little bit of progress. And if it's easy to implement and easy to follow in terms of steps, and they actually do it, if you motivate them to do it, uh, then they will see by themselves, okay, this is actually working. And, you know, this is the best way to convince people because they see it's actually working by themselves because they have this first-hand experience. Uh, the other thing that you can do that is uh, to show them, uh, let's say, you can show them case studies explaining how you do it. Then they can, for example, I can show them a case study. Uh, this is how we generate $100,000 or more per month for a client, how we're able to scale and explain them all the steps that we followed to make it happen. And when I explain the process and how we're able to do them, I actually show them the results. Uh, you know, they would be able to believe that a little bit more because first of all, people trust what they can see more, more what they can see than what they hear. So if I simply tell to someone, um, we're able to make $100,000 per month for this client. Uh, let's say it's less trustable if I actually show them that in a screenshot and I show them, let's say, a graphical representation of this. When people actually are able to see something, they are much more likely to believe it. That's the second thing that I learned out from Grant Cardone, uh, and I really believe that to be true in order to be able to build trust. Um, another way to build trust is to ask for people for compliance before you make them an offer. Uh, for example, um, what I found is sometimes when we ask for something a little bit that requires uh, some level of trust and people comply with that. Uh, and if they see that you haven't taken advantage to do something bad, they, later on they trust you even more. For example, what they do is uh, how I close clients for providing them Facebook ad services is before I call with them, I ask them to give me access to, uh, let's say, the Facebook ad account manager to see their ads. And the psychology behind this is I'm not doing it just because to see their ads and to be able to discuss it on the call so I'm more familiar with what they're doing. You know, that's one of the benefits. But the other benefit is that if people give me access to the ad account, to their ad account, and, and I'm able to see their business and how things are moving forward, um, subconsciously, they, they start trusting me more because they, they would only do that with someone they trust. So they would put me in the category of someone they trust. And I got that idea from the book of Robert Cialdini, Persuasion, yeah, where he yeah. talked about uh, that a sales guy was able to build trust simply by, you know, he was uh, selling door-to-door, uh, -to -door, going to people's houses and making a presentation. And the guy was going to people's houses and he was telling them, hey, I forgot my things into the car. Can you give me the key so I can get in uh, when I get them? And when people give him the keys for their door, uh, later on, they actually trust him more. Um, and he, 
he was able to make the sale simply because they would only give the keys to someone they trust. So after I read this, I, I had the idea of actually if for every guy that I'm going on the phone, I ask him in advance uh, to give him to give me access to the to their ad account. Um, actually, he would trust me more. We have more, let's say, better things to talk on the phone because I'll be also more familiar. And I've noticed that it's, let's say, way, way easier to sell him later on on that simply because he uh, he trusts me more because, because of this. Um, that's another, another way to do it for asking, let's say, some kind of compliance that requires some, some small level of trust. And when people see that it's okay, later on, they actually, the trust grows with that. Uh, so people have different levels of trust. So we need to try to, um, to grow with it. And uh, these are some of the ways. Other ways to build trust is, for example, um, let's say simply, uh, you know, other ways to build trust is simply, for example, cooperation with other people. Uh, what I've done is, for example, uh, guest blogging on other websites uh, and outreach to people. And I, uh, I outreach and I offer to write guest posts for these websites and later on when i wrote uh, for these websites later on i can tell the clients i also uh, i've been published and i have written for these websites as a marketing expert and that, that actually builds your credibility a lot and especially they have go they can actually go and read your blog posts for example i've been published for big websites and some of my articles have actually been mentioned by you know by Entrepreneur, by Shopify, by I've been I published a guest post, a guest blog post on iWeber, um, and the thing is that you know getting people to uh, agree to actually publish your content, it's not so hard. Many people think that it's actually hard. It's not, but it builds your credibility by a lot because when you tell people later on, you know. I've been published on all of these websites uh, that are related to my niche. They can trust you more. Um, and that's one of the ways to, uh, let's say, build, build trust as well. Uh, the other thing is that we talked about is how to, how to create that belief so people can trust that they can do it themselves. Uh, and this is a bit more tricky because people might believe that you're an expert, you can deliver results, but they could be like, can I really do it myself? So that's very important if you're selling info products or doing affiliate marketing because people can should really believe that they can get results for themselves with what they're buying. Um, and the way to do that is, first of all, you need to realize a, a few things. Uh, usually people fall into different categories. Uh, and... I know my one of my clients, he did that. And what he did is, for example, he has a YouTube channel and he publishes success stories. Uh, but his, uh, let's say success, success stories are all from his clients that have made more than $10,000 per month with his, you know, he's teaching how, how to flip phones on eBay and make money with that. And um, 
And the idea is all these people that have different why stories. Uh, and believe it or not, the, the more personal something is, uh, the more universal it is. And the more there are other people who are into the same situation. And in order for people to believe that they can do it themselves, they need to see that there was someone in a similar situation as them who was able to make it as well, in a similar or worse. And, you know, when, for example, we publish these stories all the time and people explain these stories about how they're able to make it and that they were in these situations. For example, there was this one guy, he's a single father with two kids and he also works like... Uh, and he also works like, uh, let's say, two other jobs. And he was, he was still able to make it happen. Everybody else who is, let's say, a single father who already works another job, and he cannot make the excuse that he was not able to make it happen because there was someone else over there who was in a worse situation than him, and he was able to make it happen or someone who, uh, who had no money whatsoever, or very little money. And we have a guy who basically he was completely broke, homeless, and he had basically had to borrow money to buy the course. And he borrowed money to maybe, and he started very little money, he was able to make it happen. People who have, let's say, small income right now, uh, will see that, they'll be like, okay, that's it, guy was in, in a worse situation than me, he was able to make it happen. And when people constantly see these stories, uh, their belief system is going to change because they're going to believe that, okay, if all these people that were in a worse situation than me or similar situation in, like me were able to make it happen, then I can do it myself. So. I found this to be extremely powerful when it comes to building that belief that people can do it themselves. And, you know, it's one of the greatest tips I can give to people is find the students that have similar stories and they were able to make it happen and share these stories because this will actually allow people to start believing more that they can do it themselves. I love that power of stories, power of testimonials, power yeah. of trust, and that little trick of persuasion. As you were talking, mm -hmm. I was like, I read it in the book like two months ago, and then you referenced the book, and I was like, that's it. I, yeah, I read a book, great book. So my next question is, uh, let's say the audience doesn't have like already working funnel business model, they're new. They want to do affiliate marketing. And one of the advice I love to give people who are new is focus on building that audience and that, and that trust. So what are your recommendations for someone who is, say, new and doesn't have the money or doesn't want to go into ads until he figures out, like, organic <laughs> first? Like, well, my suggestion to people when you start out is, always start first with organic. And here's why. Because with organic, you can actually connect with people and you can, for example, get feedback on what kind of offers convert and you can validate your offers. And for example, 
when you validate the offer that this thing converts and make money, uh, later on you can, when you have the funds, first of all, you validated the offer, you made some money, and then when you have the money, you can scale it up with, let's say, Facebook ads. But the idea is that you should, this is what I believe, you should always start first with organic to be able to validate the offer and to be able to, let's say, make some money. Uh, for example, this is what I personally do myself, and that's working, and it's also working with people I'm coaching as well. Uh, first of all, when we start out, for example, you can start making money just by your personal Facebook profile. And that's crazy if you tell it to people, but let's say, for example, I have like more than 4,000 friends on Facebook. And that's because, let's say, a lot of them I have connected from different Facebook groups. And what you can do is, even if you don't know what to sell in the beginning, what you can do is, you know, connect with, with people with Facebook groups, and that's not so difficult. All you need to do is go to Facebook groups and simply, let's say, post valuable content over there. Uh, and in the beginning, you might not have an idea of what is valuable. So you need to go into Facebook groups within your niche and you need to start reading the posts, right? You need to start reading the post every single day. This is what I'm doing. And we start reading the post, you start to see what kind of issues people are having. You start to realize, okay, people are having these types of problems. And if you tend to know solution to these problems, you can later on post within the group valuable content related to that. And um, people will really appreciate it. And uh, also you can start replying to comments when you see that, for example, someone posts, uh, he wants to learn how to solve a specific problem or he has a question and you know the answer or the solution, you can simply post to that and engage with people over there. And when you engage with people with Facebook groups, simply add them as friends. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, either replying, giving value, or posting within Facebook groups, and you connect with a lot of people. So what you do later on, you, you add them as friends, and what they usually do when you add them as friends is, uh, you know, you don't pitch them straight away, buy my stuff, but I send them a message and I say, hey, nice to connect within this Facebook group, uh, and, um, and people usually reply, and uh, then you can ask them more questions about what they're doing. So what I do is I become interested into them, and I ask them questions about what kind of business they are running, um, what kind of clients they're working on, what, how do they help them, uh, and I become interested into them. And people, you realize that most of the people open up and they talk about their business, and then you can start them, uh, you can ask them about their goals, you can ask them about their challenges, you can ask them more about their problems. And if you know some solutions, you can be like, you know, I have an article about this, I have a blog post about it, I have a YouTube video about this that I can send you over, uh, I, or I have a Facebook group where we're actually sharing content about this stuff, I can invite you over. Um, and you can build these connections with people organically even if you don't have any money to spend on ads. And what's great about this is that 
you will probably learn so much about the industry that you're in and the business simply because you take the time to get to know people, to get to know their problems, to get to know to, to get to know them. And you know, that's so powerful because 99% of people they won't take the time to do this because it takes time, but it's completely worth it because. When you spend a few hours per day, every single day within Facebook groups, and you read what people post, and you pay attention to the challenges that they have, and you pay attention to the questions that they ask, and you actually connect with them and you talk with them personally, you realize with time, you're going to realize how you can help them better, and you you will realize uh, what kind of offers you can launch, and you also have the audience that you can watch. And because all these people you're going to connect personally, then you can start posting stuff on your personal profile related to, to what people are interested in, posting valuable content. People are going to engage into that. And especially if you start posting some results, people will want to, let's say, hire you or they're going to want to buy your product, buy your stuff. And you can do this from the beginning. You can start start like this and you can start making money with this uh, because, you know, I have made a lot of money just doing this for my personal profile and, you know, it simply works. It takes time, but, you know, it works and it works without investing any money into ads and it can get you to some level um, that you'll be able later on to, you know, invest into other stuff. I love that. Now, tell me you've been into marketing for a long time. What are maybe best two or three tips that you could give to audience like marketing related that you have learned over the West experience you had for the past years? (laughs) Okay. So the thing about marketing is that uh, the first thing, there are three things that matter when it comes to marketing. I call them the three M's of marketing. These are message, market, and math. Uh, a friend recently told me that they should be market, message, and math, but that is that they sound better that way. But okay. Uh, for the first, first thing is, if we say market, is the people that you're targeting. And th- this is what I found is that for the same thing, certain segments of their market will actually pay you more money. Uh, they'll be easier to convert, and others will not pay you as much. Will pay you less money and will be much harder to convert. Simply because for some people, you can offer a lot more value uh, with the same thing that you're doing. For example, if right now if I go to someone who is already doing, for example, um, $30,000 per month or more, and I go and offer him Facebook ads to scale him to more than $100,000 per month and multiple seven figures per year, I know that you know that person, actually, I can offer him a lot more value than someone who is starting from scratch and to get him to a certain level. Because the person who is starting from scratch, first of all, he doesn't have, uh, let's say, the necessary funds whatsoever. Uh, for example, he doesn't have a proven offer. Uh, so he, he needs to do a lot of work in order to prove the offer that it's 
validated that it's going to work or not. Um, the other thing is the person who is just starting out have more self-doubt, uh, less sure about himself. Um, he's more hesitant to making decisions. Uh, he's more, let's say, uh, yeah, and it takes a lot more effort into convincing him. The person who is already up and running, uh, that person usually is a lot more confident. He makes decisions much, much easily, and he he's willing to risk it. He's a risk taker. So for him, offering him something, okay, I can help you achieve this, and he just needs a little bit of proof that you can do it, and he's like, okay, let's go. And he's willing to pay you a lot more money for that. So the market that you're targeting with what you have to offer matters like a lot. The other thing is that you must be really offering to solve a big problem to your target audience. Um, and they must have a big problem. Um, otherwise, let's say, if you're not offering to solve the biggest problem, uh, then you're not going to make as much money as you can make. For example, the reason why I switched from offering SEO and content marketing, uh, first of all, I was making good money with that, but I wasn't, let's say, so satisfied. I knew I can do more. And when I was talking with my clients, I realized that I had a bigger problem that I was not solving. And the bigger problem was customer acquisition because they were actually creating the content because they wanted to acquire customers. And I figured, okay, actually a better way to acquire customers and that is with, let's say, funnels and paid traffic. And that's why I decided, okay, let's offer them this, which was more valuable. And I was able to actually charge them more money for that. So, so that's why I think when you also start marketing to people and we're figuring out the market, it's important to uh, get the feedback from the market to realize, is there something better that I can offer to that market that would be actually more valuable that people will want more than what I'm currently offering? So don't stick just with your current offer always try to see, is there something better that I can offer to the market I'm serving? Um, <clears throat> the second thing is the message. And the marketing message uh, is basically your copy with the offer. The offer is probably the most important thing because people buy mainly because of the offer and who you are. But uh, let's say the offer should be structured in a way that should be a no-brainer for people. Uh, in terms of they should be very clear what they get out of this and the results that they can get and, you know, why they should take advantage of it right now. And to also be structured in a way maybe to take away the risk. Um, and then it could be a really good offer. So, uh, for example, if, let's say, you can have an offer, for example, if I offer someone, hey, you pay me 3000 per month and and I will grow your business to, uh, so let's say, I will make you at least $30,000 more in your business. Um, it makes sense to pay me that money because I can deliver at least 10 times more value than you pay me. So it's a no-brainer offer, especially if you are almost certain that I can deliver. Um, the only reason why you wouldn't pay me 3000 to generate you 30000 is if you're not sure it's going to work. But if you're sure it's going to work, then you're going to pay me that money 
because because it's a no-brainer offer because you understand you're going to get out of it. Um, the same thing is with other things that are not money related, but with, for example, if you pay me that much money, I will teach you how to lose weight and get in shape. And when you get in shape, uh, you know, you understand the deal. That, so that's the offer part. Um, the other thing is the copy. And the copy should always, the most important thing about writing copy is first of all, understanding your customers and understanding their desires. Uh, because in, when writing copy, what's really important is we're also the foundation to writing good copy is channeling people's existing desires and amplified, amplifying them and channeling them in a way to build a demand for our product and service and offer. No matter if we're selling our own product, we are selling an affiliate offer, it doesn't matter. The idea is we're using existing desires that people have. Um, and I learned this from, let's say, Break to Advertising, uh, which is one of the probably the best book on advertising ever written. And in that book, what the author said is that you cannot create desire in people. Uh, you, can, you can only, let's say, channel and use existing desire and direct it into existing product and offer. And, you know, you can amplify that desire, you can increase it, but you cannot create it from scratch. So these desires, they... They exist, you know, outside of our control. Marketers cannot create them, but they can channel them. So, you know, people might have the desire to make a lot of money, to increase income. Uh, they might have desire to be attractive to the opposite sex. They might have the desire to, let's say, lose weight and be attractive. They might have all kinds of different desires. Uh, and when we're selling something, we're actually channeling existing desires and that's really really important to, for people to understand um and also what's important to understand is uh what are the reasons why behind these desires that we're also using to amplify the message uh for, and this is these are what we call drives so for example if someone has the desire to increase income and make more money he usually has a drive behind it uh, or the reasons why. Maybe he wants more money because he wants to be uh, to be able to pay for the college for his kids. Uh, maybe he wants to make more money because he wants more freedom and to be able to travel. Maybe he wants to make more money because he wants to be able to support the family and all these kinds of other stuff. But the idea is when you copy to be able to use the desires and the drives to be able to really amplify um, to amplify the message uh, to make it a lot more powerful and later on when directed to your solution people will be a lot more willing and ready to buy and the third thing as I said is math because the idea simply is let's say let's say if you're doing free traffic, uh, the math would be the time you spend, you need to make so much money, right? Uh, with, let's say, when you're advertising, it's the amount of money you spend in order to generate that income. For example, if I'm, if I'm spending $1, I need to make more than $1 in order to make sense. I need to make 2 or 3 or 4 
depending on how much is my margin and all these other stuff. So um, the math is very important because sometimes what I figure out with some clients is that their business model was kind of broken in terms of uh, the products that they have and, and on the price that they sell them doesn't make sense to be, it's very hard to be profitable. And you need to change something within that business model in order to work. For example, I had an e-commerce client and his, let's say, business margin was the, uh, his cost for the product, for example, was 50%. And uh, let's say in that field, I think 50% is way too much. Um, The other thing is uh, he had other problems in terms of, he wasn't able to, let's say, uh, get invoices for all the products he was selling, or he was getting invoices for a much lower price, which means that he needed to pay more in taxes than he, let's say, actually makes. So, <coughs> which is very bad for having a profitable business model. So, all these things actually matter as well in order to understand how to make the marketing part work. But these are the, the three main things that people need to look at. Um, marketing, uh, market, message, and math. And uh, the one thing that, that I forgot to say is that if you want to be able to scale that business, you need to look at a market that's, let's say, big enough. And the size of the market matters a lot because if the size of the market is very small, you won't be able to make a lot of money. The only way to make a lot of money of a small market, if you're selling extremely expensive products, that way you can make it happen. But in all other cases, let's say, you won't be able to make it happen. So that's why you need to go to a market that's big enough that will allow you to scale because if it's super niche, you won't be able to scale. Uh, For example, I worked in the past with a client that um, he was selling, let's say, uh, dresses for Pakistani women living in U.S. And that's like super niche uh, in U.S. and Norway. Uh, and the issue, it is like super niche. And initially when I was doing the, the marketing part and whatever, I got misled, misled, misled that the audiences were much bigger than they actually were. Uh, and later on, when I did my research, I figured out that there are only uh, 500,000, let's say, Pakistani living in the U.S. And let's say half of them are women. These are 250,000. And let's say the appropriate age from them are probably 120,000 uh, for the whole country. And what I realized about why the ads were dying so fast and why we're not able to scale was simply because the market is too small. And you know that's not something that you can fix because, uh, yeah, it's not something that you can fix. Uh, so when you go to a, to a market, always make sure and do your research that the market is big enough because if it's not, you won't be able to scale the business. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think market research is probably maybe the biggest nominator of whether you will succeed, whether 
It doesn't matter if it's with paid ads or organically. If you don't do research, don't understand your customer avatar, the market, and as you said, their desires and needs, like you, you likely won't see any success. All right, Martin, thank you so much for you for your time. I appreciate you coming over. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you and connect with you online? Yeah, uh, so basically you can find me on Facebook, uh, Martin Gel. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, Martin Gel Official. And you can also have a mastermind where teach people about Facebook ads and stuff. You can go to martinmastermind.com. I have a free training over there where people can watch it. And uh, I also have agency website, oriocreative.com. So this is where you can find me. You can find me on social media, add me up. I usually reply to most people who message me. So... All right. Thanks for that. And everyone, as always, you can find the links at affiliatejourney.co slash Martin. And if you're watching on YouTube, they will be down below in the description. All right, Martin. Again, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate your time. And you're everyone, welcome. And I hope to say to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone watching or listening, uh, until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. All right, everyone, thank you so much for sticking to the end and for listening. I hope you got a lot of value and given that you got this far, I would assume you did. So in case you did, don't forget to subscribe. Also, I'm always open for feedback, even if it's like a critique. So you can tell me on Messenger or in my Facebook group. whether you liked or didn't like anything. Also, I'm open for any suggestions for new guests you would love to have on the show. And yeah, if you're an Apple listener, I would really appreciate if you leave a review. It helps show a lot. And that would be all. So until Tuesday and next SoloCast episode, cheers for your success.